0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson
1: Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm fine. It's a hurricane day here. Literally, it's... It's literally tropical storming outside the house right now, but uh, we're batting down the hatches and everything looks good.
1: Uh, Is is
0: it bad already? It's been uh, raining since I would say six or seven o'clock last night without ever stopping. So I guess it's been raining for you know what's that about twenty hours, (laughs) and uh, it hasn't even stopped raining. But um, the wind only started to pick up here at my house about in the last 30 minutes and we're taping this around three o'clock um in the afternoon and it's not really supposed to arrive until 9 10, 11 o'clock tonight is when it, it will really pick up but uh i would say we're getting about 40 mile an hour gusts but that only happens about every 15 minutes you know every 15 or 20 minutes it's like whoa that's pretty good but then okay. then it just quiets down again
1: all right jimmy well i hope things remain safe for you uh this episode is brought to you by Built Bar B U I L B U I L T B A R. Yeah, Built Bar. Yeah. Um, go check them out. Uh Jimmy last night, Monday night football was back. Uh the first mm-hmm. game. We all had to kind of trudge through. I'll say this. Uh the Pittsburgh defense took a little time to get going, but once they did, they they got going pretty well. I had them in my fantasy team. Um, but overall, that game was sort of a tough watch. And then I tried to stay up as long as I could for the nine fifteen. You'd kick off at nine fifteen, man. You're not gonna get you're going not gonna see Luke. I mean, that's just just the way it is. Um I remember that no old miss game that kicked off at eight fifteen in two thousand fifteen, wasn't over till like two in the morning, and I was cussing everybody. Uh, not just because we <laughs> lost because I was up so damn late. But um everybody wanted to see Derrick Henry and Jerry Judy and um uh, man, when Rashawn Evans got tossed, but um I thought Derrick Henry did pretty well for himself over a hundred yards again. And then Judy had a couple of drops, but man, when he got the ball in his hand, he was exciting.
0: Yeah. I couldn't watch. I couldn't stay up much myself. I did. I have watched the highlight package. I did watch early in the game. I saw Jerry make his first catch and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that just comes on too late for, uh, for me, especially after you watch that whole first game, you know, when I did, I watched every snap of the Steelers and the giants and uh um uh, and I was, like, you were very impressed with Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, you know, it's so early in the NFL season. Pittsburgh, to me, looks like like a certain playoff team. Don't know if they'll have the firepower to make a run at the Super Bowl, but I thought they were sort of Super Bowl-ish. Like, I can see that, you know, because they, they definitely have the defense for it. Uh, the Giants are just really bad. They don't, they don't have enough dudes, uh, you know, on offense especially. Uh, You know, you can win big with Daniel Jones, but you're going to have to put players around him. And, and I don't think they have enough just yet. But uh, I do think the Titans are pretty good. You know, they made the playoffs a year ago. And uh, all in all, you know, it was a, a bad night for the Titans kicking, which is kind of ironic for us Alabama fans. Uh, but, uh, Moy, what a good night of football. Somebody – said the other day about uh, let's get rid of Thursday night uh football and do a double letter on on Monday night every week. I don't know about that just simply because it's hard to stay up for that second game but but it it is fun having two games on Monday night instead of just one
1: it, yeah, as long as the first game starts at like five, five. You know, I mean, I guess be If you said the first game yeah. starts at even five thirty which would be six thirty on the east coast. And then uh, the second game starts at 8.45. I mean, just give me 30 more minutes to be able to watch. I mean, I stayed up till 10, and I was like, I can't do this. I mean, I just can't do it. Not not on a Monday night. But uh, anyway, I thought uh, Judy looked pretty good. Uh, Derrick Henry was doing Derrick Henry-esque things. He had some pretty kick-ass cleats on. And um, really liked what I saw out of him. Rashawn Evans, I wish you could have seen more of him. He got ejected pretty early. And then I think Mark Barron didn't even play in the game, and Kareem Jackson was was fine. Um, So one week of NFL in the books, I think Alabama players for the most part Uh, Did very well for themselves. Uh, We've talked about it in the previous podcast, so no reason to go over a ton of that anymore. I want to bring up a few odd and end things. First of all, again, this isn't directly Alabama related, but uh, apparently, Neil Farrell from down in your neck of the woods is going to opt back in to play for LSU, which is a big boost for them. And there's talk that Tyler Shelvin may opt back in for LSU, which all of a sudden they'd go from having zero depth on the defensive line to having some pretty good depth again but they did lose somebody else to the transfer portal today uh i don't think he was necessarily a big star but it was another defensive lineman so man lsu's just got some funky bayou stuff going on down there right now
0: yeah and you know there if if any team in the league is going to have some uh soap opera dramedy it would be lsu it seems like annually but, hey, if you opt out, you can opt back in. The entire Big Ten conference is about to opt back in. So, if if an entire conference can opt back in, then a player certainly can too.
1: Yeah, so the Big Ten, they may ha- be having a vote right now for all I know. I mean, look, that, that thing is such a cluster. Um, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with the Big Ten right now. I mean, they have gone absolutely bananas over there. And apparently a a Nebraska president was caught on a hot mic today saying, yeah, we're, you know, we're back in. And then he tried to play it off like, well, that's not exactly what I said. And everybody's like, yeah, we have it on recording. That is exactly what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Like, It was taken out of context. So, you know, isn't everything always taken out of context? But um anyway big ten could be back in and i think that's what i want to talk about in this next segment right after i tell everybody about built bar built bar absolutely delicious a multitude of flavors my favorite are the uh carrot cake and the cherry barcia they have some you know lemon flavor anything you want go to builtbar.com absolutely delicious not sugar free but practically sugar free and a lot less sugar than something like a cliff bar and actually it tastes so much better and it just it it stays with you in a good way that you 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 are uh, nourished you you get a lot of energy and you just feel good by god people like you more that's my that's my thing <laughs> i've made more friends since i've been eating built bars than I True. ever have before. And it makes me feel better as a person. So I would go to builtbar.com if I were you. If you want more friends, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R dot com. Builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on.
0: It's seriously good, people. Not making it up. It's seriously good. Don't believe me. Try it.
1: That's the Jimmy Stein guarantee, everybody right there. But um Jimmy, so the Big Ten could be coming back. And again, This isn't directly Alabama-related, but it is in a sense because this is what I can't get out of my head. And I heard um, Rick Neuheisel, who I rarely agree with. I think he's incredibly smart. I really do. I think Rick Neuheisel is very smart. I think he's such a Pac-12 homer. He can't get out of his own way, though. and He's also one of those, you know, love the Cinderella guys. He wants to expand everything, and and I'm not all for that. But anyway, he – what bothered me today, okay, if the Big Ten plays, and who knows if Michigan and Michigan State can play, they may not be able to play at all because of their their governor. I don't know. But let's just say that the Big 12 plays with the exception of those two, and they play an eight-game regular season with a championship game. Tell me why an, a 9-0 after the championship game, Ohio State should get in – over a one loss SEC nine champion. I, I, I'm going to have somebody's going to have to explain that to me. When the SEC team has played an all SEC schedule, um, will have been, I guess, if they were in the, they, they'd be 10 and one, um, right?
0: Yeah. Is that right? It'd be 10 and um, one if you lost one game and then won the SEC championship
1: game. No, I'm saying, let's say you go to the SEC champion, let's say there, there are two, let's say, uh, Alabama and Florida are both undefeated. Okay, unless the Alabama Ten. wins, right? You are going to put Ohio State in over Florida because Florida had to play Alabama in the championship game, and Ohio State just had to maneuver through a schedule that didn't even feature two of their biggest rivals in Michigan and Michigan State, and and maybe not Wisconsin. I mean, and they played one fewer game on to boot, or actually, I guess two fewer. Games. Two.
0: I think I think at least two fewer games. Because not, be not to mention. Not, not to mention an advantage they might would have in the playoffs of uh, playing in two less games and having fresher legs.
1: And, and see, then people would say, well, the answer is you just give them the four seed. Well, that's not really the answer because – No, the, it's not the, an answer. The playoffs have proven, first of all, the one seed versus the four seed, it doesn't make a shit because nobody's got a home field advantage. Yes, Alabama right. might get to play a little closer in Atlanta versus Washington traveling across the country, but usually the option is not that big of a deal it's just not yeah. um nope. and and so you that's not an op that's not the thing if the if it were playing in Tuscaloosa in front of a full crowd okay i may be able to buy that argument but that's not the case and so what's going to bother me is if ohio state can just saunter through their little pussy willow schedule and play two fewer games and even with the acc i'm willing to give the acc a break and say yeah your conference is as good as ours y'all know it we know it let's not pretend like it is but you are playing 10 games just like we are. And, um, you know, hey, look, you stuck with us, and so we're going to sort of throw you a bone here. I mean, even Oklahoma, a- at least they play everybody in their conference and then play a conference game. They just can't play. They can't do it where they play all conference games. They had to play in Missouri State to get 10 games in. So I respect that they just had to play the 10 games. Playing two fewer games is a lot – is a huge deal.
0: If the Big Ten only has to play eight games to get in and the entire conference isn't participating, get used to me whining and ranting and bitching. I'm not going to stop doing any of those three things because I, I, I'm going to find that outrageous.
1: Well, look, and this is where I got, got sort of PO'd with uh, Neuheisel. He said, yeah, I don't think that's a problem. If one team plays eight and one team plays ten, who cares? This is the same guy who bitches nonstop that the Pac-12 plays nine conference games and the SEC only plays eight. And, and, <laughs> and it's it, not really unfair. No, it's not unfair. When the eight, the eight games the SEC plays, strength of schedule-wise, are better than the typical nine games yeah. of Pac-12. How would,
0: we feel about, how would we feel about our SEC schedule if Alabama played eight games and one of them was not against Auburn? Exactly. We would feel like, well, this is a walk in the park. And <laughs> you know, that's in the, big the big SEC.
1: Big. It's literally a give to me. It's a gimme. I mean, I just don't understand. Um, And so if the Big Ten – see, this is just, to me, another power play by the Big Ten. They want to put it at a date so that they can only play eight games to work in the schedule, and then they're going to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Take it or leave it. And I would love it if the college football playoff committee would say, okay, we leave it. Okay, y'all do your thing. Get, Get your own championship game. Play it in Columbus or Cleveland or wherever the hell you want to play it, but you ain't playing in our sandbox.
0: And one one small note here about the irrelevant Pac-12. And I mean irrelevant as in the most irrelevant power conference in the history of college football now. They're clearly not going to play. I mean, they're, they're or if they do play, they'll play some Pac-12 season at some point that literally no one will care about. When, literally no one will care about it. But the catastrophic damage they've done to their league will be unbelievable. Why on earth is a top rated kid from California in the next five years going to choose to play at a Pac-12 school over an SEC or Big Ten offer? When, it would be the easiest thing to recruit against in the whole world. I mean, it's like the entire league is basically screaming from the mountaintops we do not care about football like y'all do, and yeah, oh, I, I think I think catastrophic damage to the Pac-12 for not trying, uh, while everyone else is not only trying but generally pulling it off.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a problem for them. They're talking about starting in late November. I mean, you what know, the, that, you hell? know what that reminds me of? There was a great uh, Simpsons one time. When uh, Homer and he had this little investment group and everybody was smoking cigars and all happy. They were like, man, Homer, you really kicked ass on these pumpkin futures. He said, yep. I I figured I'd I'd kick ass around October. And I think this thing's really going to balloon about January. It's not good to own pumpkin futures in January. It's not good to play college football to start your college football season in late November when the rest of the country is like, okay, even, even the big 10 thinks this is stupid.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the NFL, the NFL's pennant race, for lack of a better word has completely heated up. You're starting to play college basketball that that's the exact same time of the year. The basketball will start Uh, NFL playoffs all through January when the PAC 12 is playing their quote, big games. You know, like, who's going to care that Arizona is playing Cal if it's the NFL Wild Card weekend? Yeah. You know, so it's just insane what they're doing, but it doesn't matter. You notice that no one's – this is how relevant they are. No one's even complaining or talking about it. And I'm not going to go this far. I'm not ready to go this far. But the fact that I'm posing the question I think is significant. And that's this, a decade from now, a decade from now, who's the more powerful conference, the Pac-12 or the American Athletic? And, and I'm going to say the Pac-12, but I do think it's a serious question.
1: Oh, I think it's a very serious question. And it's a problem for that Pac-12. I mean, look, they and I know they've got – look, I hate picking on them right now because they certainly have other uh, problems. I mean, that, that, that wildfire is bananas – uh the the air quality is awful all these other things um and 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 they're dealing with the pandemic just like we are but they're not doing themselves any favors for the future and it's going to be tough for them to make a comeback from this if you ask me all right jimmy let's go ahead and take one more break and when we come back we're going to talk just a few odd and in other alabama stuffs and i know and in Alabama stuffs is not really a way to phrase that. But, you know, I'm tired, people. I stayed up extra late to try and watch some of that damn Monday night football game that I talked (sighs) about. Um, So one thing that I think caught a lot of people's eye today is that Jalen Waddell was really singing the praises of uh, Brian Branch in terms of what he thinks he's going to be like this upcoming year.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. I haven't watched the interview yet. I did see the quote uh, that you're referring to. And shortly after this, I'm actually going to, after we record, I am going to watch the uh, Jalen Waddle and Pat Sertan press conferences as a whole on the back porch and watch the breeze blow. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the fact that Waddle is bragging about a freshman who is yet to play in a college football game in those terms should tell us a whole lot. Sometimes you can read too much into player comments because they're talking about their buddies, but there's no way that those two are are bosom buddies just yet. Brian Branch just got to campus. Waddles, a a big time veteran that's been there three years. So it's not like they're besties just yet. Uh, I think we can take that quote at its face value. And, uh, that that's very exciting, particularly after a weekend when apparently Malachi Moore, you know, played a lot at Brian Branch's position. So, uh, those are going to be two two freshmen to be really excited about. But uh, Brian Branch, Will Anderson, Drew Sanders, Malachi Moore, uh, Javon Baker, Roy Dale Williams, Jace McClellan, and last but not least, Bryce Young have all been freshmen that have been very exciting uh, so far. Uh, you know, in this camp, and 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 it's saying a lot considering we're not even having the media cover the camp. This is just what we hear and what everybody's hearing. So I think it might even be more legitimate than normal, you know, those players that, that, that we just went over. And, uh, how about a couple of guys we haven't heard much from, and that is not to say it's, it, it means a lot, but, um, quiet camps thus far from like Chris Braswell, Tim Smith, Christian Story, uh, Theo Jones-Bell, uh, you know these are guys that we thought we might uh get some splash from and uh not 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 much noise yet but no reason at all to to read too much into that i'm just saying that there obviously is a list of freshmen who have made an impact uh during fall camp and and we know all their names and then there's a few names of guys we may be expected to have a big camp that uh we haven't heard a lot from just yet
1: yeah but i think uh this branch kids really going to turn a lot of heads i doubt um th- the the he, the casual to moderate Alabama fan is going to – when he's out on the field against Missouri, people, they're going to be like, who the hell? And then they're going to have to do some homework. But it sure yeah. seems like from every practice report, he has been getting rave reviews. And yeah. um, he's going to be somebody – I expect
0: uh, him to start. I, I think he's going yeah. to start. That, that's my, That's what I think today is that Brian Branch will start at Nickelback. And that game, he's number 14 in your program, number one in your hearts. That sounds like something you'd say. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think be on the lookout for number 14. And, of course, number 31, Will Anderson, all he's going to do is make that number famous.
1: Um, yeah, he uh, boy, he has a chance to be the most famous 31, I guess. Um, you know, it, that's sort of a game we play every night and again. Who was 31? Adam Cox? Wasn't he 31?
0: Boy, that's a good memory. Uh, I would have guessed 30, but uh, I, I, you, you might be right.
1: I'm not a hundred percent. I'm just, throwing I'm not a hundred
0: percent either, but I don't know that Adam Cox was famous beyond uh, me and you talking about him right here, right now, but he was,
1: he was like a high school phenom, but not in the ratings department. I just think people that played against him were like, man, he's a badass.
0: <laughs> so Walker County, is that sound right? Yeah. I think it was Walker County. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, just, uh, again, just flipping around here, uh, to Adele, I think that's how you say it, he just got a crystal ball to Alabama, the former Ohio State uh, commitment, five-star four slash very high four-star. He got a crystal ball to Alabama from the Oklahoma mod, so that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, good time, big-time player. Uh, You know, it's kind of weird because we have another kid with with a similar unusual name, Monkel Goodwine. To me, Monkel and to me – or, or, or you know however you say his name to me they're extremely similar i think Tamisa's is rated higher I, I would probably be a little more excited about getting but to me they're they're remarkably similar prospects in every way
1: i just think it'd be good to get somebody like that on board i mean you know the, maybe a couple of recruits of late didn't set the world on fire and uh, you know how alabama fans are so if we get a kid like this it's back to uh all shits and giggles again, so uh, Jimmy that'll wrap it up for this podcast. We will be back tomorrow for sure, uh, probably jump a little bit more into the depth chart as you know we're only gonna be about nine days away from a game coming tomorrow, so that's just awesome, Isn't that
0: crazy. I mean, it's crazy, man, it's here we're yeah, hi, we've hi. talked we've talked about this team all year long, and now we're about to see him play ten days from ten days from today.
1: All right, buddy, roll time,
0: <laughs> roll time.